everybody. Welcome to a little go football. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm joined here by Scott, presumably. I'm sure he'll be back in a second. Cleve should be here a little bit later as well. We're going to be discussing what happened during the wild card week and what's coming during the division week. Um, my apologies if I sound a little less enthused than normal. I am still recovering from the flu and um, I look a lot worse than I sound. So if you're getting, if you're on YouTube watching, you can see the entire, the entire thing. So Scott, how are you doing? I'm good. All how right. Well, oh man, I've, uh, I felt better. Sound terrible. Thanks. That's exactly what you want to hear hosting a podcast. What's up, Cleve? What's up, brothers? Um, I just let the audience know that I'm still recovering from the flu, so that's why I'm a little less enthused than normal. Was it no. the FanDuel flu? FanDuel flu or the DraftKings flu? Uh, uh, both. <laughs> How bad did you get fucked? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this last, this last weekend, well, actually, so it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so on Underdog... <laughs> I meant to enter a $5 contest, um, and instead I entered a $100 contest. Oh, wow. Um, like, like, fat, you, like you fat-fingered it? Yeah, like yeah, I was, wasn't paying <laughs> enough attention, and it was only three people. So once you're in it, the draft starts right away, right? Because it's, it's filling so fast. Yeah. So $100 contest, 24 people, so top seven pays. I finished second. <laughs> So, um, uh, so despite, thanks. So despite, so despite entering the wrong contest, I still, I still ended up finishing, finishing second. So that I guess I can't blame FanDuel or DraftKings for the, uh, for the flu. Um, uh, however, I was able to win because I stacked up the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll get there. Um, Cleve, how are you doing? I'm good. And I owe you, um, something for what? We lost, right? Yeah, you do. That's all right. That's uh, that's okay. I know. I know where you live. Fucking <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, ben says that I fell ass backwards into greatness. Um, speaking of falling ass backwards into success, Cliff Kingsbury got fired to move to Thailand. What do you think about that, Scott? It's been a long time coming. There's been a bunch. I shouldn't say a bunch, but there's been a few firings that have been that have been. Uh, like, this has been coming for a while. Kingsbury's one of them. Joe Lombardi's one of them. Yes. Um, Aaron Glenn. Whether, who? Aaron Glenn. Did you hear Ben Johnson's coming back? Uh, no, I did not. So Lions offensive corner Ben Johnson apparently uh, apparently returning to the Lions. That's a shock given that they haven't filled all these other head coaching positions yet. But if That's um, bigger than any free agent acquisition they could make. Uh, no, it is not. Yes, it is. Lamar. No, he's not a free agent. Whatever. Semantics. Semantics. Your game. Hey, no. I just gotta say this, Cleve. I can't tell you how how I feel like for the fifteen minutes before we go live because it just excites me that I get to hang out with you. Because <laughs> I'm being truthful. Hi, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he, he can hear you. He can fucking hear you. Oh man. <laughs> We've never met in person, but it's amazing how uh, exhilarating it is to know that I get to hang out with with you two clowns. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it. I hope the audience likes it as well. Um, it's actually even, that might be more important than if you two like it. Maybe not. Maybe it's all cyclical. Maybe you need one <laughs> to feed the other. There. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know which is more important: the um, 
that we like each other so the audience picks up on it or that the audience just likes us and then we just keep doing the show. And it's similar to, which is more important, the players or the system. Because Brock Purdy continues to do very well despite my guy. It's my guy. Yeah. Not being the greatest, but he sure is doing well. Uh Seahawks 23 at the 49ers 41. Now the 49ers were favored by 10 in this game, so they easily cover. Last week we had official predictions. Uh all of us were all over this game. Um I actually had only been a six-point game. Both of you guys had San Francisco by double digits, so good job there. Uh, Seahawks played well in the first half, and I think they were winning at halftime or they were close. Long TD to DK Metcalf, 10 catches for 136 yards and two touchdowns. But Cleve, your boy, Brock Purdy, the new white Mike, 18 of 30 for 332 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, four carries for 16 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. And truthfully, he didn't play that well in the first half. He – Tried to give the Seahawks the ball a couple times. And I bet he apologized for it, too, in the presser. <laughs> I had a bad game. It's on me. You know, just he kind of goes with the territory, right? He didn't blame the weather and chase after their moms? <laughs> nah. None of that. And that offense is amazing that you can do what they did. But they do, they do deserve a little credit for something that I think has gone unnoticed. What's that? You, you gave up all these assets for Trey Lance, right? Mm-hmm. You still have Jimmy Garoppolo under contract, and you don't forget about the position. You still draft one. Yes. And the only reason they're where they are right now is because they drafted one. And most teams don't do that. I don't mm. know why. They just don't. Yeah. It doesn't, it, you know, to me, I, you know, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no. I was, I was actually about to tee you up for that, for the exact thing, because I saw your tweet. Follow Scott on Twitter uh, at Bischoff underscore Scott. Um, I agree with you that there's no reason not every couple of years to be taking some four-year starter in the seventh round. Yeah, because all you're trying to do is reduce the odds. You're trying to you're trying to give yourself a better chance to overcome the crazy long odds that already exist to solving that problem, that position, which is a problem for almost everybody. Look at the starters that that started games at the end of the season. Like, come on, David, no offense. David Blau was an incredible college quarterback. David Blau started a football game. Tim Boyle probably, I don't, did he start a game? Like, come on. You know, like uh, it's unreal. that It's unreal that Nate Sudfeld has a job. No offense, Nate Sudfeld. You were an incredible college quarterback. But you're doing nothing for the Detroit Lions. They're not winning games with Nate Sudfeld. They're just not. But is they that weren't Nate's- winning games with Ace Daniel or other veteran, whatever, Sean Hill or whatever. Develop somebody. Is that Nate Sudfeld's fault, though? Or is this a case to where it's because you're the quarterback of the 49ers? I mean, we've seen Nick Mullins do good in the system. We've yeah. seen CJ Beathard do good in the system. But we haven't seen I- Trey Lance do good in the system. <laughs> yeah, he's been fine the entire time he's been there. Like, he's he's done just fine. Like, just fine. Purdy, you couldn't tell me Purdy was the last pick in the draft. You couldn't tell me. Like if, if I he jumped off a spaceship that, 10 seconds he? ago, huh? He looks a lot better than that. Yeah, he he's he's looking he's looking command of the pocket. I mean, his first the, the first half, you know, again, he's a rookie, but then whatever the halftime rah-rah speech was, the guy came out, and like you said, he didn't play great, he played great enough. It but makes CMC, you wonder CMC is a they... such that was such a get for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was um, such a get for them. The Purdy thing makes me wonder if they make a run and he plays like this, 
would they move Trey Lance and keep Garoppolo? Uh, well, they're not keeping Garoppolo because nah, he's going to get he's get way more money somewhere else yeah, to start. Yeah, yeah, he's going to. Yeah, he, I, I, I agree right. with Dave. But you can't. You you need to keep two of those guys. You can't. You there's no way on God's green earth if that's such a thing. If, oops, oops, sorry if I offended anybody. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Exactly, uh, political football. Deal <laughs> whatever. <with it>. Um, <laughs> there's no way they're going to stick with just Purdy. That's that is the last possible outcome. Right, which is why Lance is going to be there because Jimmy G gets to say what he does, and he's yeah. going. Like, he'll start. He'll start for the Raiders. He'll start for the Jets. He'll start for yeah. the Giants. Yeah. He'll start for the does Saints. He, like he's he starting somewhere. He does, yes. Does he get to say what he does? Yes. Is he uh, unrestricted? No, but his no. but the numbers he's going to get, they're never going to match. Yeah, he's going to he's he's going to get starter like starter starter money. It's what the it's what the market commands, as, as yeah. we always say. It's what the market's yeah. going to say. It's the, it, you know. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, what does his contract right now say? Oh, well, right now he's, contract, yeah, right now he's making twenty five million dollars per year, and he's about to get a raise, and that's <laughs> a lot to pay a backup quarterback. I, I mean, the, all these teams, the Colts, yeah, the, yeah, the, the Jets, Jets, yeah, there's there's like five teams he can go, he can the walk Raiders and take, and take well, the Panthers. Is he, is he unrestricted? Can he sign freely with somebody else? No, but even if he's restricted, the offers he's going to get are going are there no like the Fortnite's aren't gonna match that and have him potentially be the backup quarterback. There's five offers on the table, like five off the top yeah. of my head. Texans, yeah, Colts, uh Jets, Giants, <laughs> Carolina. Should I keep going? He's so long in the NFL Saints. that he can't possibly be a restricted free agent. So he's either going to be under contract with the 49ers or a free agent. No, yeah, didn't they have to like beg him to come back this year or something? Like they did something weird over the offseason because he wasn't even with the team at all. Yeah, but I, I just don't know what contract they signed with him. If it was yeah, a one-year yeah. deal, he's gone. I mean, if you'd like to make a bet him. that Jimmy G is on a different team next year, I'm happy to make that bet. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm just saying yeah. it's yeah, there's a, there's a conversation to be had about what Purdy has done and how that impacts the quarterback position in that in that franchise. It, it, yeah, it's real. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, Cleve, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries, 119 yards, two catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, he is one year, seven mil. Mm. Yeah, he is definitely like the best uh running back in the game. He's a Swiss Army knife, yes. And because he's so good at everything, it just really opens what that offense can do. Yep. Yep. Uh, Debo, six catches for 133 yards and a touchdown, three carries for 32 yards. So the 49ers actually have two of them. <laughs> they said, look, mom, I'm getting in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of talent there for the for the 49ers. Uh, the Seahawks way overperformed this year. Scott and I thought they'd have the first overall pick. They still somehow have the third overall pick. Um I think just something like think that. It would be this the other is, player is because really of the up since, yeah. since Purdy took over is Kittle. Like, uh, that, but that also coincided with Debo being hurt. The second Debo came back in this I know game, Debo's back and productive, and Kittle is still like Kittle's been super productive with Purdy. He has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, they, they're very chummy, and you know, you can see that. Right, but yeah. what I'm saying is that Debo got hurt in Purdy's second game and didn't come back until Week 18. So Kittle had that huge run through the fantasy playoffs, but this yeah. last game when you got a fully healthy Debo, he's getting 160 total yards and Kittle got like four catches. Yeah, 
I think part of your second throw is short over the middle of the field. I mean, Debo's not there. Kittle's that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And that's not a knock on George Kittle. George Kittle is awesome. No, and Ayuk, Ayuk is a vertical weapon still. That that offense is silly. Without them going to the Super Bowl with, with Purdy, did they move Purdy, you think? No, he's there. He's there. They're going to keep him? That's their guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be there. It's going to be – It's it'll be him and Lance competing in camp next year. I mean – and then they'll draft another. They'll draft another seventh rounder too, because they're going to lose Jimmy G. If they go to the Super yeah. Bowl, Lance, Lance is going to be like shit. <laughs> no, because because once again they'll be looking at what they can do with the ceiling that they have at the position, right? Well, because no doubt about that. Yeah, no because if you that. if you put if you put, um, I'm trying to think what a good example here. If you put Purdy on the Jets and Zach Wilson on the 49ers, the 49ers aren't playing like this, and the Jets are in the playoffs. Right. So like there's there's commendations for Purdy, but the situation is important. And so you might get a quarterback with a much higher ceiling in that same situation and do even better or be able to keep it going. Right. The um uh in two thousand in the two thousand three draft, the Pistons the second overall pick drafted Darko Milicic. LeBron went the pick before, um, Carmelo went the pick after, and then Chris Bosch, then uh Dwayne Wade. The Pistons won a title Darko's rookie year. But like that wasn't a reason to draft him and not Carmelo Anthony <laughs> or Dwayne Wade. Like they might have won four, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you have to always keep chasing, always keep chasing that ceiling. Whether it's with Lance or somebody else, if they move on from Lance and Jimmy G, they will then go and be going out getting. It's because they're getting Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or somebody else, and then Burt Purdy's to the bench, right? So, um, no matter no matter what he does, but that's that just means that if Purdy does end up getting benched again next year, it should not be taken as any sort of indictment on what he's doing this year or his ability or whatever. He's done a fantastic job. Yes. yes. Big spots. Um, up. All right. Uh, I don't think Jake is here. When I announced the show for this week, Jake said, and I quote, fuck this episode. Wow. Uh, Jake. As, Seriously? As, as, yeah. Come on, you're better than that, bro. As our resident Chargers fan, the Chargers 30 at the Jags 31. <laughs> the Chargers had a 27 to nothing lead and lost. Okay, so <laughs> you guys can choose to believe whether this is a true story or not. But right. when when the Chargers went up 27 to nothing, my brother's been doing a fair bit of uh online gambling, so to so to speak. And I called him and I said, Mike, place a bet right now on Jacksonville to win this game and for the game to be over 54 and a half. Those were the options. And at that point in time, the odds were ridiculous because I had no doubts in my mind. The minute one little uh, you know, negative thing happened to the Chargers, they would fold. I mean, fold. Yeah. And he placed the wager and won. What, it, what did he get for the money line of the Jags? Uh, it was like thirty to one, I think. Damn. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd have bet that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, didn't I, I thought it was a crazy amount. Um, yeah. But it still, it was like you know, I just had no doubts at all. And then after he placed the bet, they scored right before the half, and it was like we're in because they get yeah. to sit the whole half thinking about here we go again, and. It was just incredible. Yeah, yeah I don't. Like, I don't. I don't like to call really anybody else 
mentally weak or mentally soft, but I really don't know how else to explain what happened to the Chargers. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half for Jacksonville. At one point, he had four interceptions and four completions. The Chargers so, were finished the game plus five. It's not like they started turning the ball over two. They finished plus five in turnovers. So the only team to ever lose a playoff game being plus five. But they weren't generating first down, so they effectively were turning over the ball. Right. And the reason why they weren't <laughs> generating first downs is because they threw the ball all over the place, but the, like, the depth of throw was like a yard. Right. Like they and not to Eckler. Yes, and they weren't challenging. It was like Jim Caldwell was back in Detroit. Like, hey, we're up three. Let's just run it three times and punt and run out the game. No, I you need more Staley on a fucking 50, bro. <laughs> well, this is this is brutal from Paul. He says the Chargers are who everyone thinks the Lions are. Wow. Wow. Ben agrees. The fucking chat room is on fire tonight, bro. Yeah, they are. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this on audio, it's a YouTube live stream. Link to the show notes. Join us here in the chat so you can see me looking sick and see this fire chat. Um, yeah. I mean – as I was watching this game and I was watching it unfold, even when it got to be like 27 to 14, I was like, well, let me back up. It was at one point it was 20. It was 17 to nothing chargers. And Jake, of course, is in the chat. Like, Oh my God, I, I'm not getting my hopes up. They're going to choke this away. And I said, listen, they just need 31 They get to 31. They're going to win. <laughs> And that's it. And they got to 30 and they lost. <laughs> but even when it was at like 27 to 14, I was like, one more touchdown. One Didn't more touchdown. Yeah, just seal it. Yeah, they did. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, wow. just an absolute epic showdown. And Cleve, I'm with you. Like, I think Brandon Tilly should have been fired on the field like Herm Edwards. Yeah. Fuck you. Like at the 50 execution style. Yeah, <laughs> you got Justin hurt. Like, come on, man. Like, so, and then today they fired like their their um offensive coordinator. Well, oh, that's justified. That guy sucks. Yeah, and they so, fired the quarterback. Wait, coach, he was in Detroit, should... huh? He it, Joe Lombardi was in Detroit. They had Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson and yep. and Golden Tate and Nate Burleson, and they had Bear. Bear. They had Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell. They had all this this incredible offensive talent, and they were like a bottom five offense. In the I, give, NFL. I I I gave well, I give Dave shit about that all the time, and I know it's not the players; it's the fucking, it's it's the uh, administration. And he Sta is just he's awful. Yeah. yeah, and state and Staley is a defensive coach, right? He's a defensive coordinator who became a head coach, so yeah. you can pretty legitimately put the issues on the offensive coordinator in that case. But it, but the overall collapse of a twenty-seven point lead it's against Jack—it's not Tom Brady. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is good, but it's, it's not like like awful. I would have I would have absolutely fired him, <laughs> Staley on the spot. Uh, Cleve, here yeah. are the here are the Jaguars' last five home games. Are you ready for this? Yeah, this is from Ari Myrov on Twitter. Week nine, down seventeen to nothing to the Raiders. They won. Week twelve. Down 19 to 10 to the Ravens. They won. Week 15, down 27 to 10 to the Cowboys. They won. Week 18, down 10 to nothing to the Titans. They won. And then this game against the Chargers, down 27 to nothing, and they won. It's 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 the um the proof that the pick 
the number one pick that they got was the guy. We just yeah. he just had Urban Meyer stink it all up for him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, this is not a shock to anybody who watched Trevor Lawrence play college football for three years. <laughs> it's only shocking if you didn't watch him and then you saw him in his first year under Urban Meyer. And you're like, wow, this guy is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Dolphins 31 at the Bills 34. Again, the Bills were up by 10 and a half in this game. So the Dolphins did end up covering. And my note in the last week was if Skylar Thompson starts for the Dolphins, then this is as good as a buy for the Bills as long as no one gets hurt. I predicted Buffalo 48 to 10. Cleve predicted 42 to 11. Scott was a little more muted at 24 to 13, but still a double digit win. We were all wrong about this, Scott. The Dolphins played really well. They did. And Skylar Thompson played well. Uh, within, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he didn't get much help from some drops and some other situational stuff, but you know, uh, it, it, I can't help but think about how the game played out, especially in the fourth quarter, and think that the Dolphins just took it in the ass from mm. the NFL. I mean, seriously, like expound hey, on that. Well, so there were multiple times in the fourth quarter where the dolphins were told that they they had gotten a first down so they put that, they put in their first down person their first and, and 10 yeah. personnel on the field yeah. and then the officials marked the ball short and now it's fourth and a half a yard and there is and the play clock's been running and there is no time to change your personnel so what do we call they and and mcdaniel or whatever what's his nuts was was screaming at the officials to set to reset the clock so they could get their the correct personnel in. But yeah. It happened twice. So the officials told the Dolphins, you have first down. They put in their personnel. It comes back that it's fourth down. They don't have the right personnel on the field. And now it's 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 chaos to get a call in. And that's what happened. And it's just like that that can't end games. It, it just can't. It was fourth yeah. and a half, a half a yard from like midfield. And because they were told it was first down, now it's fourth and six, and that's a whole different yeah. thing. It's just, yep. it, you know, I don't know. Um, but I so, thought that was a tight game. You know, it was a good game. Uh, Cleve, did you see all these drops for the Dolphins? Not, not all of them, but there was a lot of them. I counted at least five. And we're talking from Tyreek, from Waddle, from important people. So Skylar Thompson's up 18 of 45 for 220. It really should have been like 25 of 45 for 310. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was absurd. Um, But there were a couple – there were two plays where Thompson just did not see Tyreek Hill, including the final play of the game where he threw it to Gesicki. Tyreek's breaking open across the middle wide open. He um, might still be running. Yes. <laughs> and there, and there were both plays where you were like, these are touchdowns from Tua. Right, like he's now just to me right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he, they, they might have won the game on that that last play in that situation. Uh, Cleve's still in the league. Shout out, Matty Ice. Cole Beasley scored a touchdown in this game. Jesus, where did they dig him up from? <laughs> wow, Mar-a-Lago, probably. <laughs> probably in the tunnels, <laughs> hanging out. They found him next to the documents in the office. <laughs> Oh boy! Wow, here we go. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, for the Bills, 
Josh Allen, to me, Josh Allen finally looked healthy in this game. 23 of 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And he needs to take care of the ball better because he had a, a scoop and score. He was strip sacked. Awful. I mean, Hat was holding the ball basically at his ankles. Like, bro, you are seven foot eleven. Get the ball up here and don't uh, strip you, Scott. Yes, that was a bad play, and the picks are bad. But he has sort of reverted to that. He's he's uh, you know pretty consistently throwing these bad red zone interceptions. Uh, he's done it for weeks. Um, you know, I wonder. It makes me wonder what's happening there. It's that will get them. I mean, they have. Cincinnati and then or and then probably Kansas City if they win and then probably either Philly or San Francisco. Like if he has murderous three row. turnovers against one of them, yeah, it's a murderous row. <laughs> Those yeah. defenses not not playing that. Yeah, yeah, no. So they're gonna have to do a little bit better there. Uh, Gabe Davis popped up in this game though. Steph Diggs had a huge play um, in this game. Cleve, if Josh Allen though stops turning the ball over, Cleve, do you think there's a team that can beat Buffalo? I mean, personnel-wise, <clears throat> hard to match up with, but my uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. And that game will be in Atlanta. Oh, because of the neutral. That's the neutral yep. site. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Cincinnati. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, the Borough I, boys. I think Cincinnati can beat them too, but not if not if Allen has zero turnovers. If he throws no picks and doesn't fumble, I mean, I guess Devin Singletary can fumble three times, but if Allen yeah. takes care of the ball, I think Cincinnati and Buffalo is going to have a really hard time yeah. winning this game. But um, we'll we'll get to that. I just I think I think Buffalo matches up so well against every NFC team that they make it to the Super Bowl. They should they should probably win. Well, the city of Buffalo would be very happy. Yeah. Well, they uh, have they ever won anything? What do you mean? The Sabers have won a Stanley Cup, have they? I don't think so. Because they got screwed in the the crease game with the Stars. Um, the Bills ha- are famously zero for four in a row. Yep. That's an impressive feat, though. I mean, yeah, it really is. Call it what you want, it man. I, I know. <laughs> I know they would. Actually, want to have one or two of those, but to go four years straight—yeah, that, that—that's incredible. Yeah, incredible. no, yeah, it is. It is incredible. Uh, speaking of being zero for four in Super Bowls, the Giants thirty-one, the Vikings twenty-four. Hello, um, my brother. Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> cousins, bro. This fucking guy. Prime time. Kurt turns into a pumpkin, man. He—he's not the glass slipper or whatever. I mean. <laughs> this was a, this was really bad from the Vikings, and we knew they were frauds. Like we called them being frauds, yeah. but still, I predicted twenty-seven fifteen Minnesota, Cleve twenty-seven twenty-one Minnesota, Scott thirty-four twenty Minnesota. It's like we knew they were fraudulent, but this was to be exposed by Dandy Dimes, Saquon Barkley, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Richie James. Scott. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you expect that Barkley can hurt you. Um. But the other guys, and, and let's be honest, I mean, we've been calling Minnesota frauds because of their defense, not necessarily their offense. But my man, like Danny Dimes just ran through you like a hot knife on butter. <laughs> Dimes, t- 24 of 35 for 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 17 carries for 78 yards. 
<laughs> helped himself, bro. Yeah, he had a day. <laughs> dark up north. Ben says Ben says four o'clock is not prime time. It's just dark up north. The minute the minute the minute it it seems uh it seems to get like that, Kurt. Bro, he's like a nine o'clock game in like London. If the uh, if the if the senior citizens are getting the early bird dinner specials, cousin sucks. Like if it's not a one o'clock game, he's awful. Uh, speaking of which, happy birthday, Don. Uh, it is his birthday today. So happy, bir- hey, happy hey, birthday. Hey, is he on? Is, no, no he's he, not on. No, he's not on. Hey, I'm gonna be in Vegas next week after next, Don. Well, uh, Dave, I'll talk to you about getting in touch with him because I might, you know, check him whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'll make sure. I'll make sure you guys get together if you want. Yeah, it's uh, uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna shout out exactly how uh, how old he is. Let's just say that he qualifies for those early bird sizzler dinners that he has for a little bit. So <laughs> sizzler, fuck, <laughs> man, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Are they, are they still open? Sizzlers? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Sizzler. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the technique, but <laughs> comedy writers will tell you words with double letters in the middle are funnier. So, but Sizzler is funnier than Golden Corral. Oh, I guess Corral's got a double letter in the middle. Whatever. What does John Mulaney know? Um, all right. Um, so yeah. So last week, Cleve, in our preview of this game, I asked you to name a Watterson for the Giants. Can they win anyway? And you did say that they could win, even though you did expect Minnesota to win the game. Yeah. In this game, the Giants were the better team from start to finish. They were up 17 to 14 at halftime and never trailed after tying the game at seven. But this is the thing. And I, I'm going to pay for this because I don't feel good. But Justin Jefferson had no targets in the fourth quarter. Don't blow a gasket, bro, please. <laughs> I cannot. He's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. With the season on the line, he finishes seven catches for 47 yards and no targets. Didn't win with Moss's, Moss's uh, uh, total, right? Yeah, like four weeks ago. Is that the conspiracy? <laughs> no, he broke it like four weeks ago. It's uh-huh. it's it's obscene. Like, throw the ball to Justin Jefferson, you morons. This is not difficult. I didn't see much of this game. Was he blanketed? Like, was he were they doubling him, tripling him? It what? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right, didn't matter. You know, you know who gets triple teamed all the time is Amon Ross St. Brown. He gets twelve <laughs> targets a game. Devontae Adams, fifteen targets a game. Right, throw the ball to Justin Jefferson, nonstop. And if I were Jefferson, after I would be fucking livid. And I would, I would like personally, I would like take all the Viking stuff off of my social media right now, <laughs> just so they know. Like he can't go anywhere. He's going to resign with them. He's going to get a huge contract or whatever. But just let them know, like this is not okay. And I, and in my huge country, I would say if I don't get, if I, if I don't get, I would say thirteen point five targets per game on average, my salary doubles. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I wanted the contract. Like, right? It's not like Justin Jefferson can't get open. Pause throw right. the ball to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And what oh. you don't do on fourth and eight with the game on the line is throw a three yard out to TJ Hawkinson. I, don't, I th- that that blew, that blew my mind. I'm like, what did he like like did the ball sail on him? Kirk Cousins that? is a tool. <laughs> How in the world are you gonna throw a three yard out to TJ Hawkinson? Not only that, KJ Osborne was open. 
So you already so why, why is Parkinson running a three three yard out? My guess is that it's to affect the defense, right? It's to pull some defender one yeah, way because if he's, not, if he's wide he's open, get the ball. He's not going to get the ball. You're running a decoy route. You just get right. occupy space, get some guy to, to get out. Right. To get have some, have have a guy run with you, and one guy look at you, so somebody else can get open to actually get a first down, which KJ Osborne was doing. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not another target to Jefferson, but at least it would have been completed for a first down. Yeah, Paul makes a good point. Hawkinson was in, was a man coverage and was covered. Yes, he was. Kurt Warner had like a six minute video trying to justify this decision from Kirk Cousins, and it was really embarrassing. And I think they're friends. Like, no, I think surprised. they're yeah, I think they're both like 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 Bible camp friends or whatever. Yeah, oh my God. like I like I like really like I bet the well, first they- Carson Wentz too. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. was fucking that was brutal. <laughs> uh yeah, it is brutal. Kurt needs to keep better company. Um anyways, I'm I'm livid. I'm livid about this because I mean maybe not, because if that go throw the ball to Jefferson, they couldn't beat the uh they'd be playing the 49ers and the Cowboys would be going to Philly. But as it is, like yeah, Philly Philly gets the Giants now. I thought the Giants looked fine, but this this team is still punching way above their skis. They're they're fraudulent in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. They're fraudulent in that they're somehow still alive here. But their their defense is legit though. So, you know, at least there's there's one side of the ball where there there's player there are players affecting the game. Yes, the Giants' defense is good. It's not the 49ers. It's not the Jets. Right? It's not one of these shut down, like, crazy units. The The defense no. is playoff caliber. Yeah. But it is yeah. not enough to make up for the fact your leading receiver for the last four weeks is Richie James. I mean, I guess it is because they're winning. So maybe it is enough. It's working. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, last game on Sunday, Ravens 17 at the Bengals 24. The Bengals were favored by six and a half, so they got the hero cover here. Now, before the game, I said if Lamar does not play in this game, uh, do the Ravens have any hope at all? I said Bengals 38-17. Cleve said Bengals 35-20. Scott said Bengals 31-17. So we all had the Bengals by double digits. The Ravens um, really did play well in this game. And it was just the one crazy play that swung this game. This game was 17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. The Ravens were on the two and a half yard line and they tried to run an over the top quarterback sneak. And what happened is the ball got knocked out of Tyler Huntley's hands right into the hands of Sam Hubbard, who ran it back 98 yards with the game when he touched down Cleve. Tough break. <clears throat> A two and a half yards is a little bit far for over the top quarterback sneak, don't you think? A little bit. A little it bit. Should be, it should be like like what inches, like fourth and inches, just fall forward. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I did not uh did not like that at all. Did not like that that play at all. Um I mean the Ravens, though, they were up ten to nine at half and up seventeen to nine in the third quarter. This was a game the Ravens actually could have won, Scott. It is, and maybe should have. 
Um, realistically, yeah, should have. Because that, that plays a 14-point swing right there. You know, uh, I don't know what Huntley's thinking there. I don't know why he tries to go over the top. Um, you know, the gaps there are right there. They're low. Yeah, yeah pick up. Yeah, and low man's going to win. Yeah, and then you got all the people coming from behind to push now. To push, yeah. It's... I don't know. The um, <laughs> uh, Ben pointed out that Ravens and Bengals is birds versus cats. That's true. I have not looked up what that record is at uh, for for a while here. Um, although with the Lions being kind of good this year, maybe the Cats have finally caught up. Uh, oh, they lost to the Seahawks. Never mind. Um, Paul pointing out here that that uh, Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, really did throw Huntley firmly under the bus, though, uh, yeah. at, in the postgame conference, saying that the call was to do a normal quarterback sneak. He did the over-the-top thing on his own, which might be true, but unless you're about to cut the kid, I don't think you should say that. But they're both wrong. Quarterback sneak, like you said, two yards out. Doesn't if it's a sense. surprise, if it's a shock, gets a push. It's a non-traditional sneak. It's too far away. Yeah, yeah. way too far. Like it's inches. I mean, Tom Brady yeah. could teach a, a master class on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So what about so what do we think about the, the Lamar problem there and all the drama that went on over this weekend between Michael Vick and these idiots and um. Robert Griffin having to to absolve him and all this other stuff. Like, so my quick thought on this, because we, we're going to have all offseason to talk about Lamar Jackson, because I think he's on his way out of Baltimore. They could franchise tag him, but I, I have a feeling that he might be on the move. Um, there's discontent in that organization around this Lamar Jackson situation. I think a lot of his teammates and friends are pissed he didn't get paid. Yeah, I think so too. I'm like, I think that seems pretty clear now that they are mad that the organization did not take care of him yeah. and that they think that Lamar might have gone in this game if he had been paid and they're with him that he shouldn't if he hasn't been paid. No. Right. So they blame the organization for not paying him, which is correct, right? You, you blame management for shitty workplace conditions, not labor. Um, so I think I think that's right. You know, after the game, Dobbins says if we had Lamar in this game, we would have won. But there was no animosity in that statement towards Lamar at all. Like that yeah. animosity yeah. was towards the organization. And so they've just got a lot, a lot of work to do there. We're not used to the Ravens being a shit show. You know, really, they're a tightly run organization. See, I, I would disagree there a little bit because you've got some evidence to the contrary. You got a couple years ago, you have a Pro Bowl tackle who just up and leaves and they facilitate it. Orlando That's true. Brown. And then That's true. Hollywood Brown last year just decides, man, I'm out. And they go, okay, cool. We'll we'll make that happen for you. They're the new Patriots, bro. They pay no one except a linebacker. Some of the stuff that has gone on there is bizarre. Yeah. And this whole Lamar thing has been super strange. Yes. Uh, Ben asking if Jackson too injured prone to take a risk on. No. 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 Um, You know, he's got a PCL sprain in his knee, but that's, you know, that's kind of it. He missed, he missed. Five games this year, five games last year, and that's it. I think like he's he's not. I don't even think he's injury prone. But no, I would I would trade if I was the Lions. I would trade three first round picks, Governor Whitmer and Scott <laughs> for Lamar, and I would pay him a hundred million dollars a year, fully guaranteed. Like Lamar's, you got to call a big Gretch. Yeah, got me calling a big Gretch. Yeah, sorry, we're bringing in uh, we're bringing Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist because you're on your way up to, to Maryland. <laughs> um, 
to go to go uh, work for the work for the uh, Ravens. Yeah, I. You know, we're gonna get more information on this as as things go along here. But yeah, it's clear Lamar is unhappy with this um um with this situation. Uh, so Ben says, "Oh, only ten games." But yeah, when you look at somebody like uh, Trey Lance is out the entire the entire year with an injury, right? Kyler's missed more than that recently, right? Brady missed an entire season one time. Mahomes missed five games one year a couple years ago. Dak missed five games this year earlier in the season. It was just at the beginning of the year. Remember Cooper Rush went five and zero, like you know, and Zach missed every game he played in. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, they're just, um, Stafford was gone for, you know, people say this about Stafford when he first got to the Lions, he missed some time, like always too injury prone. Then he played like 138 straight games. Yeah. You know, Lamar, Lamar is fine. And he's only 25. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson and Stetson Bennett are the same age. Wow. So no, I would uh, take a huge, a huge chance on Lamar here. We're going to get more information about this as the truth goes on, but I think Lamar is going to be a very popular topic for us this coming season. Not just because of what's going on with him, but because if he ends up getting moved, the Lions and the Jets are both reasonable places for him to go. Yeah, yeah. See, this is the problem. So this was the the fear. If you're a Lions fan, this entire season was was exactly how it played out. Jared Goff plays to an acceptable level, which means he's got them thinking, I'm your guy, uh, and rightly so at this point for the way he played. So we don't even need to dig into the Lamar stuff. Somebody else can have Lamar. It's a huge mistake. Yes. Uh, There are only, I would say offhand, five teams that should not, think about trading for Lamar Jackson if he's available. Uh Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Chargers. I feel like I'm missing an obvious Panthers, one. Panthers, what? Saints. No, no, the ones that shouldn't. The ones that should oh, that not consider should, it. Oh, should not. Okay. Right. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Jacksonville I mean, with Lawrence. You trade Lawrence for Lamar immediately. Immediately, maybe no hesitation. Wow, no hesitation. See, if you're I, to me, if you're trading Lamar or uh, Lawrence, then you're trading Herbert for for Lamar. Exactly, no hesitation. Yep. yep. Her the, the difference. The difference is that um, uh, Herbert has shown more for longer than Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence is close, and a year from now, that might not be the case. But Lamar is not old. He's a former MVP. I mean, it's not even yeah. it's not even a discussion. Like you obviously trade Fields, you would trade everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody. Brady, Rogers, like, like it, it, Lamar is an upgrade over everybody except for like those four. And even then, he's an upgrade over Herbert, maybe. But because of the situation locked in right there, um, Ben asking if we're going to ignore Goff's numbers this year. Goff's issue isn't that he can put up numbers the issue is that he just is not good enough to get you over the hump right it's jared goff has the same problem that i fear brock purdy could have which is where if he's not in an absolute perfect situation he's terrible we've already seen that he went to the super bowl with the rams when todd Gurley was was uh bo jackson 
but now that Todd Gurley is, but as soon as Todd Gurley was at Aldi, he was getting <laughs> traded to the Lions, right? Um, the Lions have a top five offensive line in the league, a brilliant young offensive coordinator. The line takes a hit. The coordinator goes to be a head coach somewhere. And now Jared Goff is, right? Goff is fine. He's Jimmy G. He's Derek Carr. He's Kirk Cousins. Like, he's yeah. fine. But he's not. If you put him in week three of the playoffs against Dallas and all this pressure. What are you getting? Right. Nothing. Right. Like, he, he would, if the Lions had made it through this last week and were playing either at Philly this week or at San Francisco, they're going to get murdered. Yes. Right. You know, you have to always be looking for ceiling at the position. And Scott's point is that if the Lions look at what Goff did, and think, oh, we don't need to pursue, like we don't need to think about what it would take to get Lamar because we have our guy. That's the mistake. Deciding to not go after Lamar might not be a mistake once they think it through, but they might not even think it through, right? They might be like, oh, we got our guy. We're not yeah, going to think sure. about it. And most yeah. teams are going to make that mistake um, if he if he becomes available. Uh, yeah, here we go. The Cowboys at Bucks. Um, I actually forgot to put the score the score down here. The Cowboys won a lot, uh, thirty one to fourteen, right? <laughs> yeah, 31 to 14. Yep. Um Cowboys were favored by 3 points so they easily covered. Um you know, just I'm just going to point this out here. Scott, you said Tampa 27-24. Cleve, you said Tampa 29 to 17. I did say Dallas 27 to 14. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Man, they got work. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. I I did not think Dallas was going to beat Tampa. I just did. Right. Dak damn near played a perfect game. Yeah. Dallas is way better than Tampa. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was going at. Like they're just the better team. They are, and they yeah. were last year when they, when they played in the first round of the playoffs. But you know, we yeah, saw but when. Yeah, but when I'm thinking it through, I'm just going to take the better team in this case. And Cleve, to your point, you're right. Dak, 25 of 33, 304 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, seven carries, 24 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, and and that's what a kicker blowing four <laughs> kicks in a row. I'm never, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll jump I'll jump on down to that there. Um, Cowboys kicker Brett Maher missed his first four extra point attempts in this game. <laughs> and I'm watching this game and I'm like, well, I feel good because I took the Cowboys to win in all sorts of fantasy scenarios and betting and bets with coworkers and everything, right? Like I had the Cowboys winning the game, but I'm like, this guy's going to get fired. And this is worse than getting fired on your day off. Like you're going to get fired after winning the game. Yeah. I haven't heard you have to cut him yet. Um, I'm sure they're bringing in other people for. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you show up one month. <laughs> On Monday, and his other kicker is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So after the Cowboys went up six to nothing, um, the Bucks had the ball inside the Dallas five, but a miscommunication led to a Brady interception in the end zone, and that's what totally changed this game. The Cowboys went eighty yards for a touchdown to go up twelve nothing again, twelve nothing because all the missed extra points. Um. But yeah, I mean that was it. Once the Cowboys made that drive, to me, I was like, this game is over. The road is on. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yes, they did. Not even not even close. Um Brady, another interesting offseason one. He's not going to be a buck. Is it going to retire? Where he's going to go otherwise? This will be an interesting thing to, to track in the offseason. 
No, disagree. No, I, I'm I'm thinking like how. <clears throat> where would he end up? Yeah, Raiders. That's where he, well, that's where he was going when Carr was there. So they wanted to move Carr out. Yeah, to get him in. But back with McDaniel's. Mm. Yeah, that's a good play. And Devontae Adams. Yeah. Plus, could you imagine he goes to the Raiders and he's in a division with uh, Herbert, Emma Holmes, and theoretically Russ Wilson? I mean, Russ will still be there, but like Russ Wilson, and he just like wins the division and wins the Super Bowl and walks it off. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he 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 missed his window to walk it off, so now you got to play. You got to roll the dice again a couple more years. <laughs> uh, also, the place I'd I'd like to see him go actually is the Jets. Yeah, and to me, that's like the ultimate test. It's like it's like you you do this, you, you're immortal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ben says can Brady retire? He might be broke. I mean, he had. Reports are he had a large portion of his net worth in FTX, so he might. But he's also got a he's got a um deal with Fox for broadcasting games already lined up, ready to yeah, go. So yeah, three fifty on the table. <clears throat> yeah, and he could endorse what he could be like Shaq. He could be in every commercial if he wanted to be. So I don't think he's got to worry about it. Worry about it too much. But yeah, going to the Jets would be great because going back to the AFC East to really stick it to the Patriots that'd be awesome. He can just go home. That'd be uh, something. Imagine he he calls he calls Robert Kraft and goes, "I'll come back to the Patriots as long as you fire Belichick." Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> See, if I were Tom Brady, I would do that: have them fire Belichick and then sign with the Jets. <laughs> oh, because that's what Belichick did, right? He was a Jet, then he jumped to the Patriots on a napkin. Yeah. Do it on a napkin. Come back. Do it on a napkin. Uh. Paul saying Shaq has charisma. Brady does not. Yes, but Brady is handsome and white. So, <laughs> right. Eli Eli Manning is in commercials, and that guy has as much charisma as my flu. Like, you know, you don't need you don't need that much charisma when you got what Brady has. Um, which to be clear is looking like Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. Any final thoughts on the Cowboys Bucks? No. All right. No. Division divisional round preview. I got the games here in order that they're going to happen Saturday at 4.30 p.m. We have the Jags at Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by nine and a half. Cleve, you think that's a fair line? You think a double-digit win for the Chiefs is should be expected here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Chief, um, Mahomes, come on, man. Come on. All right. Annihilate these guys. So the, these teams met in week 10 with the Chiefs winning 27 to 17 in Kansas City. Um, this at the time of this loss, the Jaguars record became three and seven. <laughs> um, uh, Mahomes with 304, but nobody cared because this was the Justin Jefferson against the Bills catch week. Yeah. And that crazy game. So nobody really was paying attention too much to Mahomes then. Um, official predictions, Scott, official prediction for the game. Kansas City 31. Jacksonville 17. Cleve. Kansas City 42. Mm-hmm. Um, Jags 21. And I've got Kansas City 31, Jacksonville 21. So we're all sort of relatively in the same the same ballpark, just varying degrees of Kansas City dominance here. So my question yeah. to you, Scott, is 
we come back, yo, we get a visit from the future, and they say Jacksonville won this game. How did they win? How did they win? Um, Mm -hmm. They placed a explosive device underneath the Kansas City bus on the way to the stadium, (laughs) and Patrick Mahomes was uh, not able to play the game. And uh, you want me to keep going? (laughs) So, so you are giving Jacksonville basically no chance in this game. I don't want to say no chance, but I, I, this would be one of the biggest upsets to me. Um, Jacksonville still has flaws. They're not a great team. Yeah. And, you know, I just see the Chiefs as loaded. So, yeah, I mean, I not no chance, but pretty much no chance. Cleveland agreement. Yeah, I think I think personnel wise matchup and even um, the coaching. I mean, you got uh, is it Peterson? Peterman? Yep. Peterson. It's like him and him and I mean, um, Mahomes and um, Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid. They have a lot of chemistry. They have a lot of history already, and you know he has the the he's earned the equity to do whatever to 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 run it up. So I think. They're gonna go in there and show these guys. Well, you guys don't really belong here. And we're gonna we're gonna show you that, and we're gonna move on. And again, it's more on Jacksonville to go in there and play hard to win that game. Kansas City, if they get up four scores, it's it, it's over. That's why I'm thinking forty burger. Like they're gonna. Oh go yeah, up. yeah. Just like how the Chargers got up four scores. Yeah. Well, meaning like they're they're not gonna collapse like that. Not an Andy Reid team, right? Hi, Jake. Um. <laughs> Dude, wow. you guys are killing this kid. Like, <laughs> um, so here's how here's how I would say Jacksonville wins this game. The person goes to the future, Jacksonville won, and he follows up by saying Travis Etienne ran for 220 yards. And you're not doing it right, Scott. We have a DeLorean and we have keys to that said DeLorean. Yeah, we're gonna we go to the future and then bring it back with the flux capacitor intact. Right. Yep. So to me, that's it. The Jaguars have to run the ball incredibly effectively in order to win this game. If they try to get to a, we're each going to throw fifty passes. The Chiefs are going to, yeah, I'm well, right, going to roll it, here. It is one of the ways you can do it is reduce possessions for slow sure. Yeah, yeah, slow the game down. Saturday at eight fifteen p.m. Giants at Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites here. Now these teams, of course, played twice during the regular season. <laughs> Jacob um, showed up. <laughs> oh, oh, Jake is in the chat. He's been there. Jake hey, says, Jake says, you think you can do this to me? <laughs> um, okay, calm down, Alonzo. Um, actually, the Chargers and Alonzo are similar because they had a huge lead and blew it in the end. It gets a major underdog. <laughs> so <laughs> does that make Trevor Lawrence Ethan Hawk? I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> um, don't worry, Jake. There's always next year, I guess. Without Joe Lombardi, you should be excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you only got Mahomes in your division for the next 10 years. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I got her. But... <laughs> um, but look on the plus side, Jake. USC is moving to the Big Ten. I'm sure that'll be good for them competitively. <laughs> wow, you got to be this kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's – uh, it's, fu- it's funny too because – uh. Yeah, yeah, Jake, I get the training day references, of course. Um, Jake, like, never actually says anything bad about the Lions. Really? No. 
But the difference is, is that the Chargers always have expectations. Right? <laughs> like, the Philip Rivers years, the Chargers are always expected to do something, and then they choke it away. The Lions are never expected to do anything. So if they ever – like, if the Lions blew a 27-point lead in the playoffs, you'd be like, oh, they made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Agreed. <laughs> so that's, that's what makes it harder. Um <laughs> All right, Giants, Giants at Eagles. These teams played twice during the regular season. In week 14, the Eagles won 48 to 22 at the Meadowlands. Miles Sanders went 17 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. I remember that game because I had a Miles Sanders two touchdowns or more bet on. So that was good. Um in week 18, the Eagles won 22 to 17 at home, but the Giants rested all their starters for that game because the game was totally meaningless for them. Cleve. I think that even if the Eagles win this game by 50, this has been a massively successful season for the Giants. What do you think? Absolutely correct. I mean, from <clears throat> hell of a coaching job to the, to those coaches, um, they really something into no, um, nothing into something. Um, so definitely hats off to them. Uh, I didn't think they they were going to be this far playing next weekend. Like I, I had no. If you ask me, what no no shot. Three of these teams from the NFC. Are you serious? Yeah. No. no yeah. Way. No. It, isn't it's that crazy. The, isn't that the best thing that's happened for the Giants? Is for them to figure out that Daniel Jones is a viable option for them at quarterback. Mm, no, of I, all things. I, I agree with you, Scott. I I think he's, I think he's at least earned the opportunity to to compete for the job. Mm. Um, before they push him out, they have um, to pay him first. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's not what he commit. It's what the market says. But yeah. who, who who are you gonna get? No, if they if they tag him though, they have to pay him roughly like what Rand Tannehill's getting this year, just for one year without a long term deal. I. But who are you gonna I, get? I think the Giants are in the same position the Lions are in, where they got just enough, but you can't actually know that. Like it's not, again. Uh, man. I mean, the Lions have. Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds. They have a great offensive coordinator, and the Giants have Larry Moe and Curly. I'm sorry. Uh, they're not the same. Damn, Scott. <laughs> uh, hang, on, hang, hang on one second, uh, uh, Scott. Cleve, who are Larry Moe and Curly? The Three Stooges. Yeah, I know. Me? I'm just playing. I'm just oh, playing. I'm just playing. fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I know, I know who Larry Moe and name, Curly are. Name another Stooge. Besides those three, yeah, Mo's brother, uh, Chris Collinsworth, Schmo. huh? Is it Schmo? No, it's Shem, right? Isn't it Shemp. 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 I'm sorry, Shemp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Man, boomers are weird. Anyways, I think, uh, <laughs> um, I, I think that the Lions are unjustified in keeping Jared Goff in any capacity. I do not think the Giants are unjustified in keeping Daniel Jones. I just don't think that they, they've that he's shown that this is definitely the right way to go. Right. Well, who are you going to get, Dave? Well, it's a way to go. Like, Cleve's saying, yeah. who are you going to yeah. get? I mean, I'm, you, you want to bring well, Derek Carr into town? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what do you – because, again, he's he showed, to Scott's point, he showed that he – like, he, he deserves to be in the conversation. He may not be the guy. I agree with you, Dave, on that. But he, he's played enough. This team is – I mean, his numbers, he's played. He's played pretty good. 
there's no situation in which Daniel Jones is on the Giants next year where he's not the clear-cut starter because they, they either have to sign him to a long-term deal, he's the starter. If the franchise tag him and pay him $31.5 million, he's the he, starter. He didn't actually be drafted where he got drafted. They could have got him off for the cheap. But that, but that doesn't matter for now. For going forward, if he's on the team next year, he's the quarterback. And so that's the decision they have to that they have to make is that is it time to move on to somebody else, right, either through the draft, something like that, or if I'm them, do I franchise tag and try to make the decision next year in next yeah. year's quarterback draft class, right? Yeah. But even then, they're still they're still on the um, it's it's just you know Scott, you just made it sound a bit more clear cut, like oh the Giants have discovered that Daniel Jones is a viable long term quarterback option. I'm just not sure. No, 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 that I is. mean it, and I mean it in relative in relative terms from where they were going into the season. Correct. Yeah, this was his prove it year. Like they they need to see they needed to see this out of him. Yeah. Versus anything they needed to see. This if they didn't like see the this. Yeah, he was fucking gone. Like he yeah. he was gone. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean I agree. I agree with that and. If they decided to sign him to a long-term deal, I would not think it's the worst thing in the world. And I think that the head coach there, Brian Dable, has earned the right to get some deference in this in this situation. Yeah. Um, but that long-term deal is going to be pretty good because, Clee, for the Jets, would you rather have Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Man, the fact that I hard pause there should tell you that I'm, I'm not sold on Carr. Ryan Tannehill or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Oh, real quick, Ben says golf earned as far as I'm concerned. What more could have been done to earn it? I don't know. They could have made the fucking playoffs <laughs> for one. Well, well <laughs> like, I mean, you guys shouldn't have <laughs> let Gino hang fucking 3,000 yards. I don't think it's on golf, Dave. No, that's an Aaron Glenn. I just want to hear you say it. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, man. That was well done. Yeah, wow. Are you going to be here all week? Should I try to fucking veal? Shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, Scott looked like a real Larry on that one. Did I do that right? I don't know the Stooges. Um, all right. Official predictions. Cleve, Philly, uh, Giants at Philly. Who wins? Philly. Score? Uh, Jalen's back. So let's let, let's say 35-14. Scott? I'm going to say Philly and be like a 27-21 game. And I've got Philly 34 to 13. Cleve, we're on the exact same page there. I think they might only muster 14 fucking points, man. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see here when they line up here too. Um, so Sunday, three o'clock, first game on Sunday, Bengals at Bills. Bills are three and a half point favorites. Now, these teams were famously were supposed to play in the regular season in week 17. But of course, the game got canceled in the first quarter after the horrific injury to uh Damar Hamlin. So we don't they didn't actually end up playing in the regular season. Um on paper, this is the closest matchup of the weekend. You know, it's the closest spread. Um, and both teams struggled a bit in the wild card round, but I don't think they struggled equally. The Bills were, you know, mostly in charge of that game against the Dolphins. They they fell behind for a stretch, but they were like the better team throughout. Um, the Dolphins needed a scoop and score to take the lead. The Bengals, though, needed a scoop and score to win that game. I mean, the Ravens were, you can make a strong argument. The Ravens really should have won that game. And it's yeah. really, it's hard to make the argument about the Dolphins. I don't think this game is 
actually the closest game on paper. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but Scott, I just, I think Buffalo is definitely better than Cincinnati. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think Cincinnati has things that they've shown in big games that separates them from other teams. And we have not seen that in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, since uh, Josh Allen's elbow injury, he has not been great. He's been good at moments, but but he is turning the ball over a lot. A lot. Uh, it makes me wonder, like, you know what what's happening there? Are we going to see some pressure get to him? Will we see will we see turnovers? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really good game. It just uh, if I were putting a little money on it, I would be I would be I'm not, but I would be putting it on Cincinnati. Now, if given what the Vikings did, I assume Jamar Chase will get no targets in the fourth quarter. Cleve, does that make it hard for Cincinnati to win? Yeah, <laughs> no way that no way that that happens. No way. Um. Okay, so Cleve, come back from the in the DeLorean. Bills win thirty five to fourteen. Nobody got hurt. What happened? The line didn't protect Burrow. Exactly. That's where I think that is the biggest weakness in this game is the line for the Bengals because Alex Kapp is out for sure. And uh, um, Jonah Williams is week to week, yeah, which means he's not going to be 100% in the left tackle. So they're kind of back to how their line was last year. Yeah. yeah. And, is, hey, Mr. Burrow, make some plays for us. Yep. Yeah. But to me, that is – a glaring, glaring problem. And that's why I think Buffalo is decisively better than Cincinnati is because of the defensive line versus offensive line matchup. Trenches. Yep. All right, Scott, who wins? What's the score? <sighs> Cincinnati 27, <laughs> Buffalo 24. All right. Cleve. Uh, Cincinnati 30. <clears throat> Buffalo 24. So both of you are taking Cincinnati to go on the road and upset the Bills. Yeah. It, it's basically what Scott, kind of what uh, piggybacking on what Scott said about the, the bar protection, the issues there. That might, that you know, and he, you know, he likes to take off and run and all that kind of crap. So, you know, propensity for, for, for some turnovers. I've got Buffalo 31, Cincinnati 27. Tight games. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. We, yeah, we have it tight across the board. We all oh, yeah, definitely yeah, think yeah. it's going to be a close one. No, no. <laughs> it's tight. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do have Buffalo covering, uh, technically. Um, all right. Also, Cleve, if you think Cincinnati is going to win, that's a bet. Okay. Like now, right? Get now. that money line now. Don't wait for for later. Um, and remember, if it doesn't work out and you get mad at me, you have to fight yourself. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, final game Sunday at 630 Cowboys at 49ers the 90s classic um, I had a game on Sega CD that was like all Cowboys 49ers it was weird because it was like real game footage but it mixed eras so you'd have like Drew Pearson catching the ball and getting lit up by Deion Sanders who was on wow. both teams yep. weirdest thing 
Um, it was a really bad game, but I played it, played it a ton. Um, all right, so these teams have not played yet this season. I think this is the first playoff game that isn't a rematch. Um, one thing I noticed as going back looking at some of this stuff is that the defenses that Purdy has played against um, have been between bad and slightly above average. Dallas does represent the toughest defense yet that he's faced. Yep, so what do you think game plan dudes in San Francisco are doing with Purdy right now? Um, but the thing is, is the team is so sick, right? Trent Williams always on Bosa, and then quick get the ball out quick to Kittle, exactly. Ayuk, Debo, and CMC. Get yeah. the ball out quick. So we're yeah, not, we're not going so, five step drops. Yeah, we're yeah. you know we're not doing any of these long developing plays. We are we are quick hitting and just dealing with it. Yeah. And I think we might actually see a lot more Elijah Mitchell in this game. Just getting yeah. like between the twenties, slamming at the defense carries. Yeah, because uh, you don't want to waste CMC for those, and Mitchell is perfectly good. Yep. Yeah, keep um keep Parsons wide versus having him get him ch- chip in. Um, so have him loop around, and like you said, you guys, the minute he comes, he breaks, dump it into the flat. Right. I mean, to me, you put Debo, you put Debo and Kittle on one side, and you can see him see on the other. Whichever side Parsons is on, you're going the other way. Exactly. Just, just <laughs> suck him in. Suck him in. Just roll. Just roll away. Right. Um. That would be that would be what I would do in that in that situation. Um. Official predictions, Cleve. I'm, I'm I'm going Purdy, man. I'm I'm riding it out. I don't I don't believe in Dallas. Um, I just don't believe, and and the look on Jerry Jones's face, I, I need the Arthur Blank stare. I, I need him on the field, <laughs> <laughs> champagne ready to go, and he's just like, <laughs> nah. You know, yeah, I, I, I um, 49ers look good and they're stacked, and um, I just think uh, it should be a really good game because again, the the offense and defense here should be a really good matchup. So we'll see. And what's the score? Uh, Purdy, I think Purdy might might get a like. Let's do thirty five, uh, Dallas uh, twenty one. So I'm gonna go San Francisco like twenty six, uh, Dallas twenty one, twenty one twenty four or something like twenty six twenty four, twenty six twenty four, close one. I have San Francisco twenty one, Dallas twenty. Damn. So did, yeah. is there a miss kicked here somewhere? <laughs> no. Two touchdowns, two field goals for Dallas, three touchdowns for San Francisco. Purdy wins it on the final drive. Damn. Can't write his own ticket. Writes his ticket, yeah. man. Yeah. Gets his own ticket to getting murdered by Philadelphia the next week. But we'll get to that next week. Sure. Oh. <laughs> if this kid takes his team all the way, dude, it's, it's a really, really good feel good story. Yeah. Uh, I jokingly tooted my own horn earlier about like, saying that Dallas is going to kill Tampa Bay. But if you remember all the way back when Jimmy G got hurt, I made the argument that the team ceiling was the same with Purdy or Jimmy G because of how the seating would work out and where they should have or whatever. And I said, whether it's Jimmy G or Brock Purdy, this team should expect to make the NFC title game. And honestly, I like the 49ers are favored by four and a half. If Jimmy G were in this game, they'd be favored by four and a half. Yes. Mm. You know, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it makes uh I don't think it's making that much that much of a difference here. So um 
Also, Cleve, did you bet the 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl when I told you two and a half months ago? Nope. All right. <laughs> and did you bet the Eagles to make the Super Bowl when I told you before the season started? Nope. Because nope. I'm an idiot. Because you realize you took Philly and San Francisco to win this week, which means one of those bets is, is a must hit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't listen. Do you want me to just send you a picture of my money or uh yeah, of you spending it actually. Just a picture <laughs> of you like buying buying Bonchan or, or or Royal Farms or something. A picture of uh I hope that girl oh, is working. I gotta um, I gotta send you some Bonchan for one of these games. I, no, sir, I gotta send you I, I have to have it delivered. I told you <laughs> I was gonna do that. I um uh yeah, I I am very excited for this NFC title game because if we end up with Philly versus San Francisco, I have some weird like arbitrage hedging opportunities to lock in something really nice. So I got the Eagles to make the Super Bowl like eight to one, mm. you know, real, real early on. So and I'm to win. Um, I do. God, I have a whole bunch of exact Ravens beating an opponent tickets and Eagles beating an opponent tickets. The opponent is the Ravens. <laughs> I wasn't like, hey, you want to make me do one against the Chiefs? You want to do one against the uh um you want to do one against the uh Bills? Nope. We'll just we'll just take the Ravens. Ben called me out for counting my chickens. I mean, look, I've I am reasonably confident that one of San Francisco or Philadelphia will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's an unfair position to be having at current at the current time. Do you, Scott? No, I don't. Well, you have no belief in Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I believe in Dallas to win. One of these games, they can beat San Francisco, but to beat San Francisco and Philly, both, yeah, right. And then like the Giants aren't winning both. No, 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 they're they're out. So, this weekend. yeah, right, right. So it's not. I, I'm I'm not trying to count my chickens too much. I'm just excited. I'm excited because I think I got a uh, got these got these bets hit. Um, all right. So, uh, do you guys have anything else for this week? Nah. Yep. Um. So, where's the Super Bowl this year? Am I am I doing? I can't remember. Arizona, Arizona is is that where it is? I think so. Okay. Scott, you're an NFL guy. Is it in Arizona? I think it's in Arizona, and I think the draft is in Kansas City. No, the draft's mm. in Cleveland, isn't it? Or was that last I year? So. I don't know. Oh well. Anyways, this should come to us for because we are the <laughs> NFL experts. <laughs> we, we know what we're talking about. Um, man, I can't I can't wait for draft season. Um, but what's got? I actually do know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> and and we're trying to force Cleve to watch a film of Jackson Smith and Jigma from two years ago so he can get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for four months of a Scott trying to convince us that Will Levis should be the number one overall pick, Cleef. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say should. <laughs> Thanks for the Zach Wilson, Scott, because Dave laid it at your feet that you're the guy that said that he was great. So he was he was great at BYU, and I wouldn't write him off just yet, there, buddy. Come, come, come talk to Jets Nation, man, because they're ready to hang him in effigy. I mean, I wouldn't write him off yet either. I think he's got a real chance to win the job in training camp as long as the coaches of St. Louis Battlehawks are fair. <laughs> okay. You're giving, you're giving him way too much credit. Man. Zach Wilson, he won't even be on the Jets next year. He's gone. Yeah. It, it's uh, 
I just um I mean you guys could probably tell me Scott you know like what's the what's the like when you miss that big on a guy and obviously like you still think there's some upside um and the reason I say that you weren't here last week so they played him in they didn't play him in a meaningless game right right and I don't I want to say it's because maybe they don't want to get him hurt so they can move him if possible but the fact that they didn't say well you know what it's a, let's see what we got here and put them out there, it, it says a lot. I think there had been too many things that had that had come to pass before that, and the recognition that he needs to grow up is is glaringly obvious. That's what they were telling everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to pull him, do all the stuff they did with him, tell him he needs to grow up and he's got to live up to his end of the bargain of all that stuff, and then let him start a game, a meaningless game, those are contrarian yeah, uh, the, points of view. Yeah. So he was not playing another game for them this year. He just wasn't. Well, I don't think I don't think he needed the this year on that. That maybe. I mean, it's who knows. It's just uh, whatever talent he brought to the NFL, it's not there currently. He looks like he is completely lost. Yes. I, and... I went back and watched some, like, just watched some stuff, like, just on YouTube and stuff just to see. And I'm talking about he's missing wide open guys. Guys are running, just running, and he's yeah. he's missed. I'm like, what, like, is he something wrong with him? Is he hurt? Like, what's what's he going on? He's playing with no confidence at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. I think he, he's lost that moxie or whatever they you know, whatever the fearlessness or whatever that yeah. that is. And that was his you know? whole game. Yeah. I mean, that's his whole thing is just yeah. playing, you know, fast enough and, and you know, on the edge of go, kind of going too far, but it's just fun. And it's not fun right now and, for him. And I know that going switching to Purdy, I know that we, that the system fits him because he's doing yeah. exactly what he's supposed to do. As a rookie, you know, trying to play mistake free or just play up to what what they're gonna let him do. But if a if a guy can come in and do that, <clears throat> that was Mister Irrelevant. Same thing up in in New England with Zappy. Like it says a lot, man. You know, we seen Fields turn a corner. Zach has shown nothing, and then the accountability thing. The, who's gonna follow this kid into battle? You Nobody know? right now. Yeah, you know the Hawks. Oh, here we go. He's got a long but, way to go to 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 get that locker room back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely. I and definitely it may never happen. That. Yep. Um. Anyway, Scott, it can't make you excited that Will Levis talk turned into Zach Wilson talk, right? I mean, that's got to be foreboding. Well, no, I mean it's part of it. It's like when you have an opinion on a player, it's just kind of how it is, and then you have to let it go because everything you th- that you might have liked goes out the window once they get into the NFL and. NFL people think they have their own ideas as to what they want to do with these guys. And, and there are times when they get it completely wrong. There are times when they get it right. Um, other other know, than Josh Allen, other than Josh Allen, because that's when you're going to throw at me, Scott. I'm just going to put you on the spot here. Name a guy that we that we've written off in the last few years that just that ter- completely turned it around. You're like, holy shit, I remember that guy being complete hot garbage. And he's marquee now. What define marquee? Um, definitely like we didn't think that they were going to be this this player. Like Gino's worthy of the position, worthy of the place they were drafted at, worthy of their pick. Yes, position. correct. Yes, thanks, Dave. Gino thanks Smith. for putting that part in. Geno Smith. That took yeah. a while for Geno. It took a while. It did. 
I don't I don't think I don't think waiting eight years for a second round pick to pay off three yeah. teams later is the right way yeah. to do that. Yeah, I'm I, I'm that's why I put I wanted to put you on the spot because that's how I feel about Zach. Zach, if we're gonna use Gino as as the measuring stick here, it's gonna take a while. And I don't think the NFL's that forgiving no. to give a guy no. that kind of shot. Gino's the outlier because again, the fact that he's still in the league and this year he showed, you know, some flashes of Hey, I could yeah. be a guy up here, and now I'm in the conversation for for a spot. Says it, but this is a win now league, and that's it. Well, yeah. So that the problem is, is that you have like 32 starting spots. You have really no backups who are getting any development at all. So it's like 32 positions, and once these guys sort of bust, it's over for them. But so again, they don't really get that opportunity again. But again, we're this year we've seen three guys, third stringers, right, come off the bench and produce. Right? Yeah. And we got number one picks or early early round picks that can't move an offense down the field. Right. But we've also seen a large number of third stringers come in and be absolute garbage. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, that's happened too. For every Brock Purdy, there are 15 David Blouse. (laughs) Right. Um you got don't like <laughs> yeah um or i mean skylar thompson like he did what he could do but like he's not good anthony brown for the ravens like no you know but that's what i'm saying like, like they can move yeah. they can move a, a team down the field zach couldn't move a team down the field you had a half of football you got two points yeah and so that's that's the thing is that huh do you think he was worse this year than he was than he was last year? I think I think this year he was worse. I think this I actually year, don't. I don't. I think he was as bad both years. Just last year he had two really great rushing plays that stand out. But he, he's. I thought he was ass both years throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throwing is definitely. He's definitely not. He, he he doesn't. I know in college you, you you said he had a big arm. I don't see that big arm because he's throwing guy. He's not even throwing guys open. He's just missing guys. Yeah. So again, it has to do with his confidence, or has to do with, with what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, he looks like a, a kind of a broken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Quarterback with who's playing with no confidence at all. Yeah. But the thing for, like, there are going to be a lot of first round bust quarterbacks because there's going to be a lot of first round quarterbacks taken. Yeah. Right. So there's going to be a lot of Zach Wilsons, a lot of Josh Rosens, a lot of Brock Osweilers, a lot of Paxton Lynches, right. The difference is that when you have a quarterback class of five quarterbacks in the first 15 picks and you take Wilson second and everybody else is something that you could have had is either a hit showing good potential or at least just decently average. I mean, Mac Jones on the Jets this year, they win 11 games. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, and like so we have not seen Trey Lance play but three games this year. We would take him over Zach Wilson immediately, <laughs> like yeah, over just yep. three games that we've seen, right? And then of course Fields is Fields, so that's where it really stings, and that's where I think the, the attention needs to be paid is who did you miss on by taking that person, right? There's always a Christian Ponders. Um, who was the other EJ Manuel? Like there are so many first round <laughs> bus draft picks at quarterback, and there should be because there, sh- there should be a lot taken. Yeah. So to me, knowing that, you should go into the process like 
which one of these quarterbacks is, as the kids would say, giving first round, but it's probably the bust. And I'm looking directly at Will Levis and I'm like, that's the guy. <laughs> that's I mean, the one. I mean, they're putting you in Jamarcus Russell, not even Johnny Manziel. Like they're putting you in Jamarcus yeah. Russell. Right. Ryan Leaf shit. Like but right. Ryan Leaf wasn't that that bad. No, I identify Josh Allen as the guy who was going to be a bust as well, and that was wrong. And I identified Donovan McNabb as the guy who was going to be a bust, and that was wrong. So, like, it is possibly wrong in the situation, but when I look at everything about Will Levis, I'm just like, that's the one. That's the bust guy. That's the guy who's not going to get it done. Gotcha. And so that's, you know, and because, Scott, you're saying that the NFL guys like it, I'm going to give them a fair, a fair shake as we go through this process. I just – Man, a top ten pick. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that's for the quarterback from Kentucky. Yeah, but you got to go back to your film to see it. You do. You do. He was injured this year. He had nobody this year. Uh, Bad offensive line. I mean, he he made Wandale Robinson a second round pick last year. Uh, I mean, he was a totally different guy last year. Are really we sure? Are we sure Wyndale isn't making him a first round pick this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will, I will. I promise to give this kid a fair shake throughout the process. But you know, I watch a lot of college football, and I, man, I don't see it. I don't and remember. It's not production at the college level. It's traits. Yes, but production at the college level, the correct position now does translate even more than traits because production is measurable, quantifiable traits are subjective. So it depends on who's looking at what traits and what they want in those traits and those systems. You said it yourself, how NFL people see to use the quarterbacks once they get them on the, on the field, the quarterbacks that put up huge numbers and have the traits are better than the quarterbacks. They have only the traits or put up just the numbers like Bailey Zappi. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, again, if, if he's got top 10 or top first round quarterback measurables, that's one thing. If he goes ahead of Bryce Young, ahead of CJ Stroud, now it's a whole different thing. I think, Bryce now I, I, think I don't I don't mind and and I think it's reasonable for him to go ahead of Bryce Young simply because Bryce Young is five foot nine and 185 pounds. That is it's irresponsible for any team early to be drafting a player that small to play that position for them. It's just, it is a, it is, it is a a significantly bigger risk than Levis. It just is. He's a small high school point guard. He is. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, like you, I didn't realize how big Josh Allen was until he's like cam big. He's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And to Scott's point, I just, I don't know how that translates in the NFL. Like, if they can't protect that kid, the hits that he's going to take, right? At least Kyler is mobile. At least yeah. Kyler's mobile. You know, so Kyler's is Bryce Young. Not like Kyler. Not I mean, like Kyler's Kyler. unique. Yeah. But. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's, he's not, not a statue either, right? He's not golf. No, like, he's not a statue, but his best, his best production and, and he's, where he's most dangerous is climbing the pocket. And sort of yeah. paralyzing the defense with his mobility, and not that he wants to run, but it's like stepping into three hundred pound defensive tackles and yeah, making throws, and it's like, eh, 
Yeah, it's gonna, you know, and I wish he's the kid well. I'm not, I'm not wishing him any, any, any. But Me even Thua, he's a great quarterback. He's an incredible. Tua, at his at his stature, Thua's thicker. Like he's 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 yeah. he's big body for a short guy. Yeah. I'm just saying, I would take Bryce Young at four foot nine over Will Levis. So you're not really, you're not really sold on this Will Levis guy. I got to look this up. Well, again, it's, also, it's especially compared to the other two, right? It's the Levis could be the first overall pick that gets me, right? Because, again, if he's got the measurables or whatever, because Scott knows that better than I do. Scott's the, like, prospect expert looking at these guys like that. So if Scott says he's got a first-round grade, then he's got a first-round grade, and that's that. So did Zach Wilson. The question was Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields. It's the same thing here. I'm not taking Will Levis over Bryson. I'm going to take him over C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's, that's more the hang-up for me, not like – you know, if the NFL scout people are like Will is Levis it, is a first on QB, you, then that's that. Are you conference biased against the SEC? No, he I'm not conference him. biased against the SEC. No, no, you saying Shroud? Yeah, yeah, Shroud. That's why. That's why I said that. Yeah, but Bryce Young is in the SEC too. He's the same conference as Will Levis. So, yeah, but you think you think Justin Fields is is the greatest prospect in the history of football? No, I think Justin. I I think Justin Fields was a much better prospect than anybody in that classic quarterback position besides Trevor Lawrence. Measurables and production, both. What is he? Too short at six foot four. Too light at two twenty seven. Too slow at a four four three. I mean, He's when you're looking at, it's like, yeah, when you're looking at Daniel Jones, when you're looking at um, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, like these guys look, like, yeah, you, like when you say like the the eye test, it's like. You know, I think I think I think Dimes is actually a, a probably a good comparison for Levis. Okay, so a little bit of upside, but not number one, number one overall, or number six, or number six. They could have got him at seventeen, right? Gotcha. Okay. No, that might not be the case this year. Levis might not be available at seventeen like Dimes would have been. But yeah. the point is, like, he just shouldn't be. At least not yet. I I, I just I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see more. I'm gonna have to see a lot more during this process. To convince me that this guy should be going ahead of these uh, these other quarterbacks, and I can't wait for next year when there's no debate when Caleb Williams is the obvious number one overall pick, <laughs> so we don't need to argue about the number one oh, overall pick. Be a debate. <laughs> yeah, be a debate. people who will, yeah, there will be a debate. People who would take Caleb Williams number one, unless they already have a quarterback. But I mean, if you need a quarterback, Caleb Williams number one, and everybody else is wrong. So, so should I should I hold out hope till twenty twenty four? 25. <laughs> you won't be you won't be in a position. The Jets are too good. That's the yeah. issue you guys have. You guys are too good to draft a quarterback high unless you trade up. Yep. Alrighty. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, good conversation, you guys. Um we'll be back next week for uh to preview the uh or to review the divisional round and preview the conference championship. I cannot believe the season is almost over. Yeah, um, crazy. Yeah, this is this is gonna be nuts. Um, really looking forward to the last little bit there has been really looking forward to the off season and uh just going back and forth about all these all these prospects. We'll get Cleveland in the film room just watching endless college football games more than just <laughs> more than just his favorite Rutgers, other teams as well. We need to come up with bizarro picks, you know, bizarro supermans like whatever. Um, to see because the shakeup this weekend might be great, and we and I might I might need to redo my Super Bowl pick. Oh yeah, yeah. No, if we get to the Super Bowl and your picks are out, we'll we'll redo it. We'll yeah. we'll revisit it there. So, right. uh, I I mean, uh, Scott predicted the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and now he has them losing to Cincinnati in the divisional round. So that's you know why, that's why I said that. because again, the way seven seconds ago. 
They were good. Well, Scott, Zach, he, he's covered all his bases. Join Zach Wilson. We just gave him a play. He got on the field and he's like, what, what are we doing again? Whatever. <laughs> Keep it up down there. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, part of the Mad Ass Media Network. Go to madassmedia.com. Uh, got a lot of uh, other great podcasts there. And get merch for this show and the other shows as well. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.